Hello, my name is PJ Alex, and with me is HR Paperstacks. We are your hosts for the next arbitrary block of time. Our goal is to entertain, enlighten, and examine all things dope. Each week, we're bringing you breakdowns of the hottest new music, commentary on the newest media from around the web, and the latest news from the world of tech. This is Virtual Dopeness. And welcome to our music section, listeners. Uh, we are here today with HR Paper Stacks. What up? And what up? Feels good to be back. Welcome back. This is this is like the part in Catfish where they called call Max. <laughs> they called Max input. on FaceTime and was like, yeah, "Yo, to get input. To, what do we what do we need to do to solve this mystery?" <laughs> exactly. So. The, the, this is this is uh, the uh, the the continuation of the the max comparison to HR paper stacks, but also in the studio today we have another special guest. Um, we're going to refer to him as Ron, uh, aka Five Hundred Four Deep, aka Ron Deep, aka my big brother, and we are welcoming him for the entire show. What it is. <laughs> So, <laughs> come I'm, on, man! You gotta come. You gotta come stronger than that, man. This ain't double dutch. You, you just gotta, dutch? You gotta hold, come hold in on, there jumping in. I gotta, I gotta hold on. I gotta get my my, my sea legs right, even though we're on land. <laughs> so, uh, nah, man, I'm really excited to be here. So, you know, I love talking about all of this stuff. So, between music and tech and whatnot. So, um, I do freelance videography. Uh, I've been to school. I have a degree in audio engineering. Uh, so, you know, a lot of, a lot of background in some, you know, very media and tech related areas. So, um, you know, again, I'm just excited to be here and I think, uh, I think this virtuality is dope. Can I say that? Yes. Yes. That work? All right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, if you can tell from our intro, uh, we are going to talk about today in our music segment, the one, the only King Kendrick has come back with his second album. Caught everybody off guard. (laughs) Uh, Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly, which he describes throughout the album and really in the the, uh, wrap-up at the end, which was a a great piece, um, what that that title actually means. And he does that in his music. He did it with Good Kid, Mad City. Um, he kind of keeps it to himself what it means before, and you actually have to go into listen to to the music and listen to find out what Kendrick is talking about. And there's a lot of finding out what Kendrick is talking about in this album. So Definitely. just to kick it off, um, let, let's let's go roundtable with this one to figure out everybody's impressions. Uh, HR, we gonna we're gonna start with you because you were the one that was. I think most excited when we talked about anticipated albums of this year. I mean, and, and, it, and it brought you, it brought you back. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Kendrick, ever since, honestly, ever since Good Kid, Mad City has kind of taken taken a place as as best lyricist. Um, in my in my mind, uh, that combined with his performance at the, uh, or rather his, his verse on uh, Control and his performance at the the BET Cipher that year. Um, he he brought like a, a air of competition back to hip hop that I think was was missing for a while. So I was definitely looking forward to to how he was gonna follow that up, and uh, he definitely did not disappoint. He definitely did not disappoint. I think this was a a great. Uh, I don't know if it's second album, third album, whatever you want to call it, um, but it, it was different than 
good kid, Mad City, but greatness in its own right. So, Ron, uh, what about you? Uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm contrary to my background because uh, I, I definitely have some background in in performance with spoken word, and I've always been a hip hop head. So, uh, it's always been it's been interesting whenever I tell people about my my relationship with uh, with. Kendrick Lamar's music and him as an artist. So, but I really, actually, I, I authentically enjoyed the album. Um, I love the production on it. Uh, and overall, I do feel like it's a really, really powerful statement, you know, from the cover to the name. Uh, I always appreciate when an artist shows that they not only put heart into their music, but thought into it as well. You know, and when they kind of force you to be like, damn, what, what does that mean? You know, like, how 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 can I restructure my own definitions of things to understand, to interpret uh, what this person is presenting? So I can always appreciate Kendrick for that. Uh, and I'm sure as we talk a little bit more, then we'll, we'll delve more into, you know, I guess the specifics. Mm-hmm. OK, so <clears throat> I love this album. I feel mm-hmm. like. In my personal opinion, this may not be the album that everybody wanted, but this is the album that we needed. We th- This album conveys so much energy in the messages and the, the powers that can be part of music. I believe it, it takes some of the frustration, some of the anger that I know of a lot of the African-American community and just minorities as a whole have been feeling throughout 2014 which was a trying year throughout 20 i mean every year is a trying year but but it seemed like there was so much pushed into the national racial racially charged elements to 2014 i feel like he's taken that and pushed it now i i and and i think it was a very necessary because he takes he attempts to take everybody to task and Hmm. that's a very important part of it because he takes are the the black community to task the, the 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 minority community to task he takes the establishment to task he i mean and, and that's just one track and that's just one track like uh, um so i i really I, I, I it's a good album sonically it's a good album it's well put together um uh okay so getting into it what what are, what are our highlights guys what um there's some definite tracks in here. Well, let's uh, the two lead tracks. Let's say I was definitely the lead single, and Black of the Berry came up as like the. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and say I guess street single. I guess so. Yeah, the I street actually, single. I really? actually don't like I. You're not the first person to tell me that. No, I don't like I. You're uh, uh, one of the crusaders against I was uh, Van on Twitter. I know I know you're not as active on Twitter, but Van has crusaded against it and called it trash. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know if I would necessarily call it trash. There you go. Um but I just I am still I'm kind of I'm kind of old school. Mm-hmm. And so I am very sensitive to blurred lines in hip hop. Mm. And I, I can always appreciate your creative expression. Uh, and especially a positive message. So that's where my dichotomy always comes in, where I struggle with that because, like, on some like on some message like impact type stuff, like I think Kendrick is important. Um, but on the other end, 
it's almost like sometimes it's just right. like, yeah, but I just didn't like that. You know, like you can you can make a dope song like Quali. Quali is a great example of someone who's kind of polarizing. You know, like sometimes he makes like some really dope stuff. You know, and then other times it's like, eh, you what you're saying is great. <laughs> I just don't like. I just don't like how you said it. was a little off. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just don't like how you said. It. I don't like how you presented it. You did like I don't like how you painted that picture of you know my wife. You know, mm. I, didn't, I didn't like how it was portrayed. It's a beautiful gesture, but I don't like how it was portrayed. So that's kind of my opinion. I mean, it's definitely how. a little. It's definitely a little. What like, did you poppy, think about? But um, I don't know. I I really like the the Izzy Brothers sample, and so that to me, like just musically, I was I was here for it. Um, I kind of I I appreciate and and kind of interesting that uh, Ron brought up the uh, the cover art for to pimp a butterfly the cover art when i was released as a single i thought that was really interesting with the the blood and the crypt both holding up um what you know what i'm saying appear to be gang signs or appear to be um hand signals rather but they're both hearts you know it's kind of showing like trying to trying to end the 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 gang violence that's happening in in uh southern california where he's from well what's interesting to me and i don't know you know i'm from new orleans so i sometimes i have very <clears throat> skewed views on things but mm-hmm. um i don't know like to me like i i can't see a crip listening to that and be like <laughs> i love myself <laughs> like i don't see that being like i'm not the, gonna shoot anybody today right <laughs> i don't see that being like the the the, the unity the the treaties of, of the bloods and the crips because you know i i it just for me it didn't have the it didn't have the sound that i think that someone who is um I guess, uh, again, just kind of like, I feel like people take sides in what they like musically. And I just feel like if that's, is, if it sounds more alternative, if it sounds more rockish, even though rock came from us, mm-hmm. you know, we've come so far from it and it's been so assigned to a certain demographic where now it's kind of like, you know, to me, it just, I, I just can't see that being like a, uh, I, again, love the gesture, but. I don't know. I, I don't feel like a hardcore hip hop head that you know calls his son a little nigga would put that on and be like, "Yup." I don't. I, and I, and I agree myself. with that. I don't think he does that, but should somebody do that? So should somebody in that position do that? I feel like they should. I feel like yeah, like that's that's and that's kind of the message that he was trying to to get out there. But. But if a tree falls, of course, you know, so you can make a song for gangsters, right. but if they don't hear it, then it doesn't matter. That's true. But I mean, I think it was made in a, in such a poppy style because right. of where it got it to. Because think about it. That song is now all, all over the radio. Uh, or not necessarily all over. It was all over the radio. And it was the song in the, uh, of, what was that, the yeah. NBA yeah. finals? The NBA, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it was a song in the NBA. But a little shit. A little sh- I mean, you gonna reach? You gonna reach everybody in the NBA? In my opinion, it's a little, it's a little sugar in the medicine, right? Like you got something that you want to say, but in order to get it heard by everybody, you make it sound, you make it sound pop. Yeah, but and I also think that's why he did what he did with it on the album. Okay. So I think that was part of it. Um, I because th- in order, this is not a commercial album. No, not by at all. Any I don't think it's a commercial album. I think it's it's an album, like I said, that needed to happen. This isn't you're not gonna get a swimming pools off this album. Minus I. I don't think you're getting a swimming pools off this album. I don't think you're getting a, a um um 
what's the song everybody rocked out to? It just it blanked my mind that quick. Um, oh, off of Mad City. You're not going to get a Mad City off this album. That is going to, to be that song that white girls right. are making vines to. Like, you're going to... I think this is the album that needed to happen. Yeah, it's very political. In my opinion, it's, it's, very, uh, it's very black. Um, it's kind of... The best way I could put it is it's an album for Jordan Davis and for Eric Gardner and for Trayvon Martin. Like... He's speaking about the 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 kind of the plight of Tamir Rice. He's, he's speaking about the plight the, of, the plight of the black man. Honestly, like, starting off and then the the plight of the black man and also his own pride in being black. Right, um, like the album starts off with the the sample from "Every Nigga Is a Star," and um, I think I think that was a really interesting choice because that original song. Like the whole purpose of that song was to kind of change the perception of the word nigger, and then he kind of brings it full circle with the end of I, where he's got the spoken word piece talking about N U N E G U S negus being like black black excellence uh, royalty mm-hmm. stuff like that. I just, I think none of that stuff is designed to sell. I think it I think it will sell because he's built up a fan base, but this was totally about expressing himself getting a message out there i agree and just to kind of move the conversation along we know the content we know the content of the album um what do you what do you, what do y'all rock to like what are y'all tracks off this album because there's some some there's some good stuff and then actually i and I'll, i'm gonna kick this one off by saying my two favorite tracks on this album pos oh god it's hard to say but the two that i've been playing the most um, King Kunta and these walls. And as I sit here, I'm looking at Wikipedia and it, I didn't read this in the album, but Michael Jackson <laughs> has a writing credit on King Kunta. <laughs> Bruh. Did I, <laughs> did I miss something here? <laughs> uh, I don't know about that one. I mean, there's some, there's some craziness on this album. I mean, I definitely enjoy I enjoyed the 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 width of the album. Um, I can't say there are a few songs I was like okay on. I mean, honestly, I might catch flack for this, but I honestly think that this album, as I was listening to it, honestly, it sounds like a a, a three stacks album to me. Like yeah. if three stacks came out with a rap album, like to me, this is what it would sound like. Um, so I think it's very melodious. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very political. It is very artistic. You know, it is very abstract in some ways, but then it's also very, very hip hop in some ways as well. Um, so, I mean, I enjoy those those things about it. But those are also sometimes I just want something that's more straightforward. Um, and I think that's always my issue with Kendrick. It's a again, it's the duality where I I I enjoy that I don't know what to expect from him, but it aggravates me because I want. Like, I want uh-huh. this, but he's like, nope, give you that. You know, <laughs> you want this, nope, give you, you know, do this, do that. You know, um, I personally, just as I was listening to the album, I wanted it to be, I want this to be a live album. Yes. If this were a live album, this would be the absolute best album of the year, period. Mm. If he, I, I if he tours with this, like, because the music, I was reading an article on it, and they were saying how 
Parliament, George Clinton, like all of those, he said that's who they were listening to. Obvious, I mean, it's evident if you listen to it mm-hmm. that those were their influences for the album, and it's really evident. And so, to me, but to me, those were performances. Like those were performers. Like George Clinton. When you think of George Clinton, you don't think of you know track six on album number two. You think of you know the wild hair. You think mm-hmm. of the guitar. You think of Boosie Collins. Like you think of that experience. And so, you know, I can't say that I like any. There are a few songs that I'm not crazy about, but as a body of work, I enjoyed the whole thing. But to me, it felt limited. I felt like when it became a, a studio album that they then put kind of like these blinders on it, where it was like, well, you can't fully express like jazz is a heavy influence in the album. Uh-huh. A lot of jazz is improv. You dig a lot of jazz is is the feeling, is the atmosphere, is the aura. And I feel like when in, in this in this album format, you right. cannot capture all of that. That's true. <clears throat> you hear that, Roots? <laughs> we need this. Yeah. <laughs> we need yeah. you. <laughs> like, if we need this with the Roots, I would buy five of these. And I'm not even, you know, and like I said, I'm not a huge, huge Kendrick fan. Like, I just like him as an artist. But listening to this album, like, the way it was conceived and done and produced, I mean, yeah. the music on yeah. it is crazy. Mm. It, it, it really it, it is. It begs to be live, it, in oh, my opinion. It's going to be crazy. Somewhere it's going to be crazy. And he already started that off with doing a concert <laughs> right. off the back of a truck in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> I heard about that. So, you know, I just think, and it, just his live performances, they also said the, Col, the Colbert, Col, Col, Colbert, Colbert, I always, I can never say that. That performance, they said it's never, they said it's never recorded. Wow. They said there's no master of that. That is There's no master of problem. That, <laughs> that is absolutely. I saw but, that article and just didn't get a chance to read that. That was yeah. You know when he when he performed with Imagine Dragon or Little Dragon. I Imagine was, Dragon. Imagine Dragon. I get them confused. <laughs> but when he the joint with Imagine yeah. Dragon, like performance again, like that's why I'm just like I think personally Kendrick is just like yeah, a crazy I agree. I agree performance artist. Well, and the funny part about he, go ahead. No, I was just, I, I was just gonna I say comment me. on that. Because he performed, concert, we he went performed uh, <laughs> that song with Imagine Dragons, and there's also like the version on iTunes, and the version on iTunes like just pales in comparison to what they did live. Because it was it was a it was yep, a spectacle. Sure. There was like a sure. certain energy that came along with it. Um, I I really like Kendrick in general because he brings a lot of energy and emotion to the way he uh, to the way he spits. Uh, a lot of times you'll hear him and he'll do certain things with his voice. Um, he kind of sounds like he's crying at times or he sounds like very angry and frustrated and that comes through in his voice. Um, but it, it's nothing like hearing him live. Yeah. But the funny part about it was is we had some some deep criticisms because remember you and I went to Made in America in Philly yeah. and saw Kendrick perform. And we had some deep criticism. So I think he's really come around yeah. with that because he didn't perform. And I mean, because he only he had a limited amount of songs that he was going to do at like a venue for Made in America. You're not going to do and especially since he was mm-hmm. part of a TDE set. He wasn't on his own. Yeah. He has to hit the big songs and get off the stage because. But when we saw him. He didn't perform the song like right. he performed it on the album, mm-hmm. and I, at points it distracted. It just it took mm-hmm. away from the performance of the song. Mm-hmm. So, I, I that but like you said, with when he performed with Imagine Dragons, he added to the performance. He didn't disappear into the performance because they're they're a huge 
act in itself. In itself. Yeah. They have drums going here and the, the lead singers all over the stage and playing, <clears throat> in, all of them play multiple instruments. They're ridiculous. And he added to that. Yeah. He didn't disappear. Like a lot of times when we saw the 15 times that they performed Glory, Common mm-hmm. kind of disappear into the song and get yeah. outshadowed by them. In, uh-huh. instrumentation and John Legend. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, I'm, uh, it was, we never got to your, yeah, yeah, for me, um, I'd say, songs? uh, Wesley's theory, just kicking it off only because of like the, the sheer shock value mm-hmm. of that, of that intro and kind of what it, what it set the stage for. Um, I just remember like listening to that song and like a smile instantly came to my face because it was totally not what I was expecting, but like I knew I was <laughs> in for some good shit. And then um, I don't know, I, I think I'm kind of with you on these walls. I really liked uh, just kind of how it sounded. Um, to me, it kind of sounds like something from um, 88 Keys, but The Death of Adam was one of my favorite albums too, so it kind of makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So. Uh, I agree with you on that. I, I want to bring up the, the song that nobody has, has mentioned, and that's all right. I really think that's going to be a, a a one that you hear people playing a lot. Like I feel like that was a a good another uplifting song. And Pharrell didn't get the feature, but I'm but I know he's produced the damn thing. And I think anything Pharrell's going to put his hands on, mm-hmm. everybody enjoys Pharrell's voice. So for the most part. So I think that one was something that a lot of people aren't talking about now. But when we come back and visit the album, you gonna play all right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's um, one of the tracks you go to when you just put in the album. You're like, oh, I want to hear this real quick. Yeah, I, and like I said, I've been banging King Kunta. King Kunta and these walls are gonna be playing mm. all summer for me. <laughs> one thing I, one thing I did want to say in terms of this album. And, and and it's my criticism of Kendrick in general. Mm-hmm. You know, earlier I alluded to him kind of being back and forth, like kind of like you want this, but it gives you that. Um, sometimes, even in the way that he distorts his voice mm. for me, is problematic because sometimes mm. I really want to capture, I want to hear what you're saying. Even on the the live performance, you know, there were parts that get lost because it's like I can't understand what you're saying. You know, manipulate your voice so you know so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes I just want like a straight verse. Like sometimes I just want, you know, um, and that's one thing I can, I, I kind of wish the Pac in him would kind of come out in that way. You know, Pac was from Cali. Well, they're both from Cali. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Pac had that very, you know, they enunciate. Born in New York. They, he was born in New York. <laughs> and so, you know, but they, they heavily enunciate, you know. But sometimes I feel like Kendrick gets into these like m- mumble fits. And I'm like, Kendrick, like, I know you're saying fire. Like, can, can we, can we. Can we just be clear? Like, you know, so I think, in a, though I'm speaking of it lightly, but for me, that was part of the distraction from the album where it was so saturated with creativity and it was so concentrated where it was like, damn, like sometimes I just want something a little simpler. Like sometimes I just want you and some drums, you know, sometimes I just want a melody and you talking, you I, know, like. I can see that. And because he didn't have any parts in this album where I felt like he completely snapped like mm-hmm. he didn't have um he, he didn't some, have he that bars. he has some bars has no some they bars. don't take don't yeah he like, has oh, some bars okay. but you. he didn't have a control verse on his album yeah. and 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 that speaks to what you said mm-hmm. of what right. you want yeah. versus what he's going to give you he didn't have that that control verse he didn't have that the the, the last verse mm-hmm. of paradise yeah. he didn't have 
So that's the only thing we wanted because right. you know he's capable of right. it. Right, right. And that's my thing. You know, like I like sometimes is as someone who is more of a of a outer layer Kendrick fan, somebody who's more tertiary in his appreciation, mm-hmm. you know, of Kendrick's uh library. Sometimes I just want to hear the rapper. Sometimes I just want to hear like I just want to hear you spit. I just want to hear I want to hear your words. I want to hear your complexities. I want to hear, you know, I want to hear all of that. Um and I feel like sometimes the we put so much into or artists in general put so much into layering the song in terms of so sonically it it, it embraces you and it envelops you and that's and that's cool, but sometimes I just wanted to be a one-on-one. Sometimes I just want to hear what you're saying. You know, I just want to get your message. Oh no, I love I love it when he so, says that. To me, to me, that just adds that extra little bit of emotion, that extra little <laughs> bit of storytelling. It adds that extra layer so that I can kind of picture in my mind's eye what's going on. Yeah, but I think there's a place for everything, though. That's my thing. Like I think to me, what what helps me to appreciate that again, I love Three Stacks, but Love Below was like it wasn't like uh yes, that's a Three Stacks album. It was like. It was so much of this one thing. Like, I think literally he had maybe three rap verses on the entire album, you know? And so it's just like, like, I hear you, but like, in order for me to be able to appreciate your abstract, Mm -hmm. like, I want to be like, I have to have something to compare it to. So if you never give me the norm, if you never just give me the boom bap, then, then you just become this, you know, George Clinton, Tupac reincarnation. And it's like, well, that's mm-hmm. cool. I appreciate that for what it is. But if every song is like that, then it loses, right, I its, that. It loses its impact. Because then I'm like, well, now I know everything. I, that, like, now that is your library. Mm-hmm. Now that is what I associate you with. You know, so that's just how I feel about it. I feel that. So just to, to we went long on this segment, and that's because it's Kendrick. We, we, we're going to go long on our music segment when it's, it, it's artists that we love. Um, and impactful albums. And I feel like 2015 is going to have a lot of those because 2014 <laughs> was garbage. So, uh-huh. well, <laughs> okay. Minus a couple albums. Minus J. Cole. Uh, Schoolboy, Runner Jewels, J. Cole. Mm, I wasn't even in love with J. Cole's joint. I think Born ah. Center was better. Oh, really? I think Born Okay, but that does just hmm. because, I'm about to say, just because Born Center was better other- doesn't mean that 2014 Forest Hills Drive was was not was not good because that's true it was definitely solid i i definitely enjoyed it and the fact that you had so much i guess i anticipated oh, more though yeah okay. we gotta we gotta I have ron, we gotta have ron back again but, to talk, and to talk more about this music we're gonna have to, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to revisit this j cole album uh, we do just just for this conversation uh, oh god okay any final thoughts on king kendrick on to pimp a butterfly one thing we didn't bring up and this is my final thought. This man ended the album with an interview with Tupac that he that he, he is that a spoiler? Can you do that? Do do if that? they haven't heard it by now, then they ain't listening. I don't think that's a spoiler because he don't. We ain't saying what he's what he's saying. I don't. He just said that he had a conversation. I mean, but but that was a big part for me though. Like when I arrived that's at that, true. like Paul didn't steal that from me. He's like, nah, go ahead and and, and, and vibe on that. Like he said, just listen. And so I listened, and it just caught me completely off guard. And had he said that, I think it would have had a lesser impact. Like, had he told me before I heard it, it had a lesser impact. So I, do I need to beat that spoiler, out? So I don't know. Because I mean, I'm already... Right. Tell okay. people to skip past 60 <laughs> seconds if they don't want to hear the spoiler. So, But I, I think, will do that. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. Part. Any last words, HR? Uh, yeah, I just think that this was definitely his, his statement piece, his 
um, I'm going to make a political statement. Um, and for me, like I said, I, I appreciate it as someone who is not a, uh, a huge Kendrick fan, not in a bad way, but just in a, you know, like I'm not a, I don't, I don't listen to him every day. I don't anticipate his, uh, every single release, but I enjoy them. Uh, I enjoy the album. I really, the way he could win me over is if he does this album live. And if I hear more straightforward interpretations, because I feel like sometimes not that he tries too hard and it sounds forced, but sometimes you just do too much in, in trying to bring something to life when it sometimes doesn't even need all of that, you know? So, but I think he did a good job though. I, I appreciate it. It's cultural. Definitely. So, all right. Well, that that's gonna do it for our our listening. We want to hear your 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 thoughts because there's a lot to talk about in this album. We could do a whole hour just on this album, probably. So, listeners, hit us up on Twitter at Virtual Dopeness. Hit us up on Facebook and leave your comments and let us know what you thought of To Pimp a Butterfly. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna uh, hear from our uh, sponsors. Pay these bills. This week's episode of Virtual Dopeness is brought to you by. Fish in a Pocket in the Mall West End. You haven't had fish till you have fish in a pocket. Supply guy? Oh, hey, uh, how's it going? How's the hand? You know, I think I'll live. You, you work here? Oh, no, I'm just, um, doing a show here later tonight. I didn't know I didn't know this was a gallery. It wasn't until this morning, but I was looking for a good space to do this and this was the cheapest place I could find, so voila. Alright, cool. But you should um you should stop by later. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah? You totally should. Yeah. No, for sure. I'll see you. See you then. Bring your friends. All right. And that was a clip from the Vice produced and Vice collected short film starring Chance the Rapper, Mr. Happy. Um, the information about this came to the Virtual Dopeness podcast via. Us being fans of Chance the Rapper, so if you're not a fan, you may uh, this may be your introduction. If you're uh, already a fan, you probably heard about it, you probably seen it. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and th- throw the uh, spoiler alert up because this this is because it's a short film deals with so much. It's difficult to talk about it without spoilers. So let's just read the uh, intro to it and uh, give you a little uh, depth with it, and then we'll uh, start start our conversation. So, Mister Happy. Almost everyone has found themselves depressed at one point or two. Maybe in the midst of depression, you thought about doing something drastic, something life-changing, something that might make you happy. That could be nice, but it's scary to actually take that leap and do it. Well, what if there was a service that took care of the hard stuff for you? And that brings us into the uh, short film, Mr. Happy, starring Chance the Rapper and a beautiful white girl that I would like to figure out who eventually she is. Anyway, so, Ron, as a, uh, yeah, Ron, as a 
not a fan of or, or someone that listens to Chance the Rapper on the regular, what did you think of Mr. Happy? It was interesting because I, honestly, I didn't go into it with any true anticipation. Uh, I'm not a fan of Chance the Rapper. I don't follow him. Um, I've heard, I've only heard of his stuff through uh, through through Childish Gambino. I'm a big fan of Bino, so uh, I heard of you know him through through that. Um, so I really didn't know what to expect and didn't go into it you know with low expectations necessarily. And I was actually eating dinner when I watched it, so it was kind of funny because had I known what it was about, maybe I would not have been eating dinner. Uh, though it wasn't really disturbing, but um, I enjoyed it though. You know, I think that as I was watching it, I was like, either he is just a magnificent actor or he is super awkward in real life. And <laughs> so I did some research afterwards. I watched a few interviews with him, and it's a little bit of both. Like he's a little awkward. He's he's kind of timid, um, but. I also think like it was he he I think he delivered it well. Like I think he did a really good job actually. So I really enjoyed the the short film. I did too. Um it's a lot to take in because they do a lot of things with um let's say a uh, weird sense of humor, a weird sense of a, a kind of almost jarring set of personalities and the characters. It's like me, myself, and Irene. It's that type of dark humor. Yeah, it's a, it's a very dark humor in, in the parts that is humorous. Um, another thing that... Because it's not a comedy. No, it, it, it's not <laughs> by far it a comedy. It's not a comedy. Um, it, one thing that, that pulled me out of stuff, which we talked about, I think me and HR, HR Paper Stacks talked about in episode one when we uh, talked about the... Uh, Power Rangers movie that was up on the fan film. Mm -hmm. YouTube's weird restrictions that you can show drugs and violence and not nipples is the stupidest thing in the world to me. But, I mean, it doesn't really detract from it. It's just odd in some of the things that they had to do. But the the video, videography of everything, um, and you're a videographer, freelance videographer, so uh -huh. you can appreciate this. Yeah. The, the way they they shot things, the colors of everything. Oh, yeah, the production value is really high, extremely really high. high. Yeah, and so I can see this going to be something that people are going to talk about for a little while. Um, the internet is such a great thing because, like, short films and things like this. In the past, you would have to go actively seek out, and it'd be difficult to find. Internet, they're just a few clicks away, yeah. and yeah. so. That, I believe, brings so much value to people who have fresh ideas, such as this one. Like, this does take, like, a Dr. Kevorkian angle, because we talk about uh, there's a service um, that it's a service to kill yourself, basically. A suicide service. A suicide it's service. A, I forget what it's called. There's an actual term, because these exist. There's a, there are actual services that will help you kill yourself but it's 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 they're under a lot of scrutiny obviously mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know but there are services that do that yeah assisted suicide assisted suicide there it is so i mean I, I it's putting it out there i mean one of the things that has come up in recent years um is really a lot of people talking more about mental health and suicide mm -hmm. and helping people because Everybody has a story at this point where they know somebody or they have been personally affected yeah. by uh, someone who has, 
either committed suicide or tried to commit suicide. Even in recent weeks, I had somebody tell me that their friend tried to commit suicide and they th- ended up in a, uh, a treatment facility. Hmm. And the person that actually called the hospital for them, mm-hmm. they thanked them and said, this is where I need to be. So, wow. yeah, so this is, I mean, it's a, it's a powerful topic. Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah. it's a taboo topic. It's a powerful topic yeah. and it's presented in an interesting way. Like it's very almost not comical, but there's a lot of weird elements to it. Yeah. The way it's presented, they, they, they sprinkle some humor throughout and in general, it's relatively light. Like, it's not a heavy, dark, sad... Like, it has those punctuations in those emotions. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's a pretty light... You know, it's pretty light. Like, it's not, like, super-duper heavy. Um, so, I think they did a good job at kind of keeping that balance. Um, so, I mean, briefly, I don't... I mean, I, I feel like unless you've seen it, then we're still just kind of talking around it. Mm-hmm. But basically, Chance plays uh, a store clerk who... Uh, it it they don't obviously they don't go into what his disappointment in life is like why he's so sad but they showed flashes of him in his bedroom and he's obviously really uh really anxious and just you know really well I mean believe I, I believe part of it is over a breakup because he definitely shows like him calling this girl because one of the store clerks asks how's yeah so and so yeah and yeah. he he says oh uh, he doesn't. It actually doesn't show him saying anything because that, that's one of the weird parts of this whole thing is that he doesn't actually say anything for, I think, like the first seven, eight minutes of the of the whole film. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but so, yeah, yeah, you're right. He you're And right. he does. It's implied. It's implied. And kinda... he was leaving a voicemail for this girl who's having sex with some other dude. Yeah. So, eh, it may okay. be part, partly yeah. triggered. It, it could be a buildup of things and the breakup kind of pushed him yeah, over the edge. Yeah, it was edge. a catalyst. So. Yeah. So and that's kind of what it's based around. So it's about him um, uh, researching suicide and assisted suicide and coming across this service that um, that does it for you. I thought it was <laughs> what I thought was kind of funny was so he gets to the end and, and where you pay where you so you you order it mm-hmm. <laughs> you order this assisted suicide <laughs> and then at the end it's like. Uh, you're, you're like the, you know, the, the total is $10,000. <laughs> he's like, $10,000. <laughs> he's like, I'm really screwed now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the hell? Let me get that. And then he goes into the trash can and he finds his credit card with this $10,000 limit, which is, you know, so coincidental. It's like, oh, that was kind of convenient. But, you know, I appreciate, I thought that was funny. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, and so, <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, so he's able to 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 order the service, but then his life kind of turns around. Yeah, and that's and the, what's interesting. Where it's kind of like, oh, damn, like maybe I shouldn't do this. Exactly. So, and and it, it's it shows that someone or something can come along so quickly and change your outlook, change your view on things to make it a better to to make it seem not as bad. And I mean that that's one thing. He is so secluded and into himself it's tough that i i think that that it shows the fact that you do need people and until you accept other people into your life it, it it's it, it's like touch and go as far as we all have our own issues depressions 
quirks, but having somebody to enlighten you and pull you out of your yourself helps a lot because until he put himself out there with this with this chick, he was continuing on the same path, yeah, yeah, and so he runs into a young lady mm-hmm. who uh, who invites him to an art show, and so that's how their relationship kind of blossoms uh, well, he helps her in the store uh she's a uh, uh, a customer in the store he helps her he then runs into her later and they then you know start to kind of establish a um a connection i mm-hmm. guess you could say she cute too and she's cute she's, she she's if you're if you're the type that likes a uh a, a Jessica Biel or a Katie Holmes yeah the the the, the normal pretty eyes white girl i mean you ain't, people ain't really fooling with Jessica Biel uh, what? She ain't touching Jessica Biel. Jessica, she ain't touching. Yeah, Jessica that's right. She's bad. not. Is, yeah, Jessica Biel is bad. Uh, tell Justin I'm coming for this. <laughs> uh, but anyway, and so um, Katie's single now. Ain't she? One thing. One thing I can say that I was really surprised about is how good Chance the Rapper's presence is as an actor. It was really, really convincing. Like it was so convincing that I was like, this must be how he is in real life. Mm-hmm. Because it just didn't feel for someone who is twenty one. That's what I, he's twenty one. He's mm-hmm. really young, um, and someone who's not an actor. For mm-hmm. someone who's twenty one and not an actor, I feel like he did a, a, a marvelous job. He did, and he he displayed like a he isn't a, a pretty much outgoing person, and in this, that's the total opposite. Like he yeah. is an introverted. He's an awkward person in this, and his character is awkward, and he's kind of like borderline to Asperger's syndrome yeah. like and if anybody knows if you need a reference point for Asperger's syndrome watch any Chief Keef interview Chief Keef ever. Asperger's? I'm, it, it <laughs> says it on Wikipedia that he does oh, word. but if you ever watch it you'll, if you know if you research the symptoms of Asperger's syndrome uh-huh. which is a genetic disorder uh-huh. And go watch an interview with Chief Keith. Watch the Breakfast Club interview. Watch the only person that kind of pulled it out of him was when he was interviewed by Childish Gambino. Uh-huh. And it was any interview with him, mm-hmm. he has an extreme social anxiety and awkwardness. Hmm. It's really interesting because I dove into it right when Chief Keith was first popular. Now he's just doing whatever. But um, he, you know, he came out with a, a, a mixtape called Sorry for the Wait. And spell weight like heavyweight, like I'm moving weight. <laughs> Is everybody just gonna so, bite off Wayne? So I'm creative. so serious. Oh, He's so creative. Yeah, Carter Six coming. I, I can't name thug. a Chief Keith song except uh, the very first one. We, don't like. We, yeah, on don't like. That's the only <laughs> Chief Keith song I can reference. So. I, I, you right. So, but it was interesting that you that you mentioned, you know, how his presence in interviews. Because when I watched the Breakfast Club interview with Chance the Rapper, mm-hmm. uh, even Charlemagne, who is, you know. Kind of hard on everybody, but you know, whatever. It even he had to admit he was like, you know what? You came in. He said, I thought you was gonna be like this druggy kind of weird kid. Mm-hmm. He said, you're a really cool guy. <laughs> he was like, I didn't expect that. You know, he said you're very down to earth. You mm-hmm. know, and so I thought that that was interesting. That um, he that Chance the Rapper really is. He you know he as someone again, I literally had I had heard maybe a verse from Chance the Rapper mm-hmm. before this. Um, it, as Paul said earlier, I do think this is a, a grand introduction, even though it's not in his lane, even though it's not as a rapper. But I think you can see that he's talented. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes talent permeates 
categories. Like, yeah, he's just talented. He's 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 a talented dude. You can tell he has some good direction. You can see like from his stuff that he's doing with the social experiment. Social experiment album just came out. Uh, us. I haven't I haven't had a chance to partake of it yet, but I know he's part of that. He's a he he writes for other people. Mm-hmm. He's writing written music for other people. You've seen how many people gravitate toward him, so you know there's something there. Yeah, there's definitely something. There's some very powerful, very established people, Jay, Madonna, uh, and you can make the argument for Gambino because he's established in the music game and as a writer and as a creative in general, making his own stuff. Um, Chance is like Gambino's little brother. Yeah. Like, if Gambino had a little brother, it would be Chance the Rapper. (laughs) That's, honestly, besides his younger brother. Aside from Gambino's actual, actual younger, younger brother, <laughs> Chance the Rapper is the manifestation <laughs> of his younger brother. Yeah, so, and it's funny, that's a whole other conversation of people who accept Chance and not Gambino. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, 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 it's very But I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to that whole conversation, a whole other podcast. Um, we'll wait for some music from either from, from Gambino to get there. But um, it's, it's a good film. I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, I'm a big fan of, and I told you this before. Where I'm a big goes, fan where his acting career goes, where his acting career goes, and where the film goes. Because I mean, oh, yeah. Sundance is coming this up. Could go far, yeah. This could go far. This could go far. Um, but I also don't know what other stuff is out there. Um, uh, this is a, a interesting film. I'm interested to see how he goes, how far he goes in acting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think overall. It was just a pleasant surprise mm-hmm. because you go into it. He's an act, a rapper. You don't expect him to be that good of an actor. Mm-hmm. And then it's this short film called Mr. Happy, which sounds pornographic. <laughs> <laughs> and then, which low key, anyway. Uh, you know, and then just the production value. Like, it is such a quality product. And that's why I'm a fan for consistency. Like, I think this is an example of how you, if you get just really great elements and put them together, mm-hmm. that they can really. You know, surpass the you know the the their individual parts, and I I think that's partly contributed because of Vice, and like we had talked about Vice before, and in fact, a lot of people don't. Um, uh, we talked about no- the Noisy Atlanta documentary. We talked about that on another episode. Noisy is the music arm of Vice, ah. and Vice has their their half an hour show on HBO now that's produced by Bill Maher. They are a news organization that can do it can branch off into so many different categories, has the the capital to put money behind things and do what they want to do in a creative angle. Like um I, I was watching it I was listening to uh the Brilliant Idiots podcast, which is Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz, and they had Malik Yoba on two weeks ago, a week ago. And he was talking about, there are so many people who are not taking chances in Hollywood because everybody wants to make an established brand. Like the, the big makers are the Marvel series, the books that have already been proven 50 shades of gray, the Hobbit, you name it. Um, the, in, uh, divergent series, twilight, nobody wants to take a chance on a new idea. And because they want their money. The internet gives people the opportunity to, to take, take a chance, chance. on creativity, and and it was it, it's a, a a good a good thing a good thing overall. So I we applaud this. It's, it's a good effort. Um, we're gonna uh, we, we 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 before we started recording, we talked about just trying to minimize the spoilers as much as possible because we still want you to be able to enjoy it. Yeah, you know. So we could very well. So though this conversation about it has been somewhat vague. I think you know, hopefully it is, you know, uh, helped you to 
help create some interest. So you kind of, you know, want to explore and look more into it. I learned about Vice today. I had never heard about Vice. Yeah. And then uh, it's only it's it's 22 minutes and 43 seconds. It's not going to take your entire day. Yeah. It's not sitting through. It's half a breakfast club interview. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's definitely worthwhile. But, you know, again, uh, when it comes to the quality of it um, and though it is it is kind of dark, it is it's kind of sad. You know, obviously we could talk about the the deeper implications, Mm -hmm. uh, but then that would kind of, you know, give a spoiler to the end and kind of how it ends out. Um, You know, but I definitely I appreciate it. Like after watching that, someone, again, who does video production, uh, but also someone who appreciates music and good storytelling i think that it was a a great combination i think it was really really well done yeah so that is uh that is mr happy uh go out take a look it's on youtube and enjoy let us know what you think hello listeners this is at vj alex and i just wanted to do a new twist on our tech segment just for this week we may do this every once in a while where it's just me and you talking uh in the virtual dopeness podcast and in the virtual dope universe we really like to share our own personal experiences that we think will help you in your daily life and give you educate you a little bit on things that are available to you over this past week i have attended some free workshops and the launch of the Atlanta location of a company called General Assembly. General Assembly is a learning education institute for adults uh, that allows you to either pick a part-time or fully immersive full-time track in learning different elements of technical design and development. So coding, web coding, application, like web application, phone application, coding, uh, design, and really and user interface, all those types of things that surround it. They specialize in these things, and they also specialize in empowering people who have startups and empowering people who have ambition to go out and do things. They have a bunch of locations, Atlanta, Austin, Boston, Chicago, Hong Kong, London, Los Angeles, Melbourne, New York City, San Francisco, Seattle, Singapore, Sydney, Washington, D.C., all over. And they have their paid course and they have free workshops to supplement those those courses. Sometimes they'll be networking events. Sometimes they'll be to inspire creativity. Sometimes they'll be to grow your business. Um, all those things kind of combined across the spectrum. Um, I attended these in the launch event to get a better sense on how to grow the podcast, how to grow other businesses I'm venturing into. And it was really, really, really good. I met really cool people who were really motivated and trying to improve themselves and their businesses as well. Made some great connections. Now, how does this pertain to you? (laughs) It pertains to you because... This is one of the places that embraces technology to enrich your life. So education is an important thing. You have to know how to do some things. And it can be hard skills like coding or soft skills like networking and talking to people, pitching yourself, pitching your idea. With General Assembly, they can get kind of pricey. Their fully immersive course, even though it ends 
in helping you get a job because they specialize in job placement with the full-time course, uh, it can be it can be expensive, three to five thousand dollars, two to five thousand dollars per course that, yes, it will end up in a job, but not everybody can afford that. There's grants, there's educational assistance, there's things like that, but not everybody qualifies for those. But there's other things out there for you to get your hands on and you to get uh, educated. For instance, if you're just trying to pick up a skill, you're trying to work with something, there's W3 schools. It's the letter W, the number three, schools.com. They have a lot of great web tutorials on programming languages such as HTML, CSS, JavaScript, jQuery, SQL, PHP, which are some scripting languages, HTML5, graphics stuff, server stuff, web building, XML. If you're a nerd and you have a skill set, if you're a coder, this is a place where you can go to get some tutorials to expand your knowledge. If you're not a tech person, there's other things out there. There is Coursera. Coursera is some of the biggest names in the world in education offering their courses for free for you to take interactively with a professor online, watching lectures or reading, watching presentations. They have everything going across social psychology, introduction of finance, fundamentals of music theory stuff you're going to love if you've ever been interested. The best way is to go out and do what you're interested in. If you have no idea on something, take an intro course to it. I don't know anything about the fundamentals of music theory. If I were to get into music stuff, Coursera would be one of the places that I have an option to go to. And these are legitimate universities. It's not like Bob and Jim's Institute of Backside Technology. No, it's University of London, Duke, Michigan, University of Michigan, Wesleyan. All put their courses out there for free, and their professors are working on these courses with you to provide them for free. There's another one uh, out there called Udemy. There's another one out there, edX. edX has courses from Harvard, MIT, uh, University of Penn, they're all out there. Boston University, uh, Berkeley, University, uh, the University of Texas, all have their courses out there, and you can take them for free. edX offers to give you, if you pay 50 bucks, they'll actually certify you if you pass the course. It sends you a certificate. The certificate is something that you can back up to put on your resume and say, I'm certified in this. Um, Udemy offers professional certifications for a fraction of the cost of some of the other courses. I have a close personal friend who should be joining us on a podcast soon who is taking his PMP, the Project Manager Certification, for 200 bucks. In fact, I think they have coupons out there that you can knock $100 off your first course. This is available to you for little or no cost. And it's something that can boost your resume, boost your skills, and get you in the door of these companies, get you a little bit more money when you get there, or get you a lot more money. The PMP certification, once you finish that out, can bump you from 30, 40, 
$50,000 a year up to 80, 90, 100,000 when you get experience. It's not going to happen overnight, of course. But when you get that experience behind you, the sky's the limit. And that's not just in project manager certification, that's in all certifications. So I really wanted to give you this information and provide it to you on the podcast is something I think you'll really enjoy. So that's our tech segment for this week. Uh, I really wanted you to go out there, experience it. I'm going to put these links in the show notes. Show notes should be on iTunes and Stitcher, but they'll also be on our website at virtualdopeness.com. We're um, actually taking some steps to make the website a little bit more interactive. But if you have any questions, you need somebody to talk to, reach out to us. And we have the experience in taking some of these courses to improve ourselves, improve yourself. Now, I don't want to sound like uh, an overzealous motivational speaker or an overzealous multi-level marketer. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm trying to sell you on you. You invest in yourself and the sky's the limit. And you never know what you might stumble into that you'll be interested in. Um, <laughs> it kind of was like the movie The Internship where the guy was a, a watch salesman for years and figured out that he really had a knack and a mindset for coding. Now, I can relate to that because I'm a computer science guy. I code, but who knows what you'll get into? Who knows what it'll lead, what path it'll lead you down? And there's nothing ever wrong with saying, I really like this. I'm interested in it. I'm going to keep pushing my knowledge and see where I can go. Or, well, cool. I understood that. I got that. But eh, it was kind of boring. I'm going to walk away from it. If you're not paying anything for the course, why not? (laughs) So that's our tech segment for this week. It's a little short, but hey, I think it's impactful. Go out and learn something. So what I'm going to do is just roll right on into the intro. I mean, outro to the uh, podcast. And once again, thank you guys for listening. You guys have been a dream to work with. We've been getting some good feedback on uh, facebook.com slash virtual dopeness we've been getting some good uh, comments on uh, at virtual dopeness on twitter um, our soundcloud feed has been getting some great feedback uh, soundcloud virtual dopeness and on the website we haven't got many comments but we're looking forward to having them in the future uh, go ahead review us on itunes that's perfectly fine and um, we really appreciate you guys keep listening keep checking in with us we're promised it's only going up (laughs) full disclosure right now it's almost three in the morning i'm in houston for work this week uh left my microphone at home had to go out buy another one real quick uh so hopefully the sound quality isn't too bad but we really appreciate you guys and everybody stepping into the virtual dub universe as always be virtual and live dope inside you